Welcome to Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Friday, October 22nd. I'm Pim Fox. Our top stories include U.S. home sales surge, Intel disappoints, and Wall Street is shrinking. Those stories and more, but first, let's get caught up on markets. Dow, S&P 500, and NASDAQ 100 futures are down about a tenth of a percent. The yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury is 1.68%. That's the highest level in five months. In Europe, German 10-year Bund yields rose as high as negative 0.07%. That's their highest level since May of 2019, when they were last above zero. Brent crude prices are up half a percent at $85.07 a barrel. Gold prices have added seven-tenths of a percent to $1,794 an ounce. And Bitcoin is lower by nearly 4% at $63,000. Now, our top stories. U.S. home sales surged in September to their strongest since January. Sales were especially robust at the high end. Overall, existing home sales rose 7% in September from the prior month. About 23% of September existing home sales were purchased with cash. That's up from 18% a year earlier. Nearly 15% of listings lowered their prices in September. That's up from 8% in April, according to Zillow Group. Shares of Intel are tumbling. They are down about 10% in pre-market trading. That comes in the wake of disappointing third-quarter results. The company blamed inventory and supply challenges. And Wall Street firms are shedding more New York City jobs during the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020 than they have in any year since the 2008 recession. The industry's employment in the city declined about 2%. That's according to a report by the state comptroller. New York City's share of jobs in the securities field fell in 2020 to a three-decade low of 18%. But the average Wall Street salary, including bonus, rose to nearly $440,000 in 2020. That's an increase of 8% from 2019. It's also almost five times as high as the average for the rest of the private sector. In other news, U.S. jobless claims fell slightly and notched a new pandemic low, a sign that layoffs remain low as companies struggle to hire workers. President Joe Biden said he doesn't think there are enough Democratic votes to push through tax increases as part of his stimulus proposal. The president also said he would consider deploying the National Guard to assist with supply chain bottlenecks that have led to shortages and higher consumer costs. French automaker Renault has slashed its production outlook as the ongoing chip shortage hits global assembly lines. Also in Europe, purchasing managers' index numbers for October show that French manufacturing posted the steepest decline since the pandemic lockdown. Business activity in Germany fell to an eight-month low, and selling prices accelerated at the fastest pace in two decades as firms passed on costs to customers. PMI data for the U.S. economy will be released at 9.45 a.m. Eastern. The Commerce Department issued more than $100 billion in export licenses for semiconductors and other products to suppliers of Huawei Technologies and another blacklisted Chinese tech firm. China Evergrande Group pulled back from the brink of default by paying a bond coupon before this weekend's deadline. Bondholders will receive the funds before Saturday. 
Honeywell reported third-quarter revenue that fell short of analyst estimates. It also cut its full-year 2021 guidance because of inflation. Schlumberger reported a third-quarter profit that matched expectations, while revenue reports missed. The oil field services giant provided an upbeat outlook for oil and gas demand. Shares of Snap tumbled as much as 27% in extended U.S. trading after Snapchat's owner forecast worse fourth-quarter results than analysts had expected. The company warned that changes to Apple's data collection rules and global supply chain issues are weighing on advertising spending. Alphabet-owned Google said it's lowering the fee that subscription-based apps need to pay its Play Store to 15%. AT&T reported its biggest jump in cell phone customers in more than a decade during the September quarter, while the number of domestic subscribers to its HBO services dipped. Revenue rose 5% for the quarter. A sale of its Latin America pay TV operations is awaiting regulatory approval, while splitting Warner Media into a standalone company merged with Discovery is expected to close before the middle of next year. Chipotle Mexican Grill said higher menu prices helped boost profits. Quarterly sales jumped to a record, up 22% from the previous year. Fast food prices are up about 7% for the 12 months ended in September from a year earlier. That's according to the Labor Department. Demand for Whirlpool's refrigerators, ovens, and other appliances lifted the company's net income 20%. But the company said it expects raw material inflation to add about a billion dollars this year. It also cut its projected revenue growth for the year. The company said it is offsetting increased costs by raising prices and making more expensive appliances. Prices for major appliances made in the U.S. were up 10 percent in September compared with a year earlier. That's according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And WeWork shares rose 13 percent in its first day of trading. Regions Financial reported a fall in third-quarter profit despite a rise in revenue. Mattel shares are about 6% higher after the toymaker raised its full-year sales outlook and posted better-than-expected third-quarter results, with strong sales continuing for key brands such as Barbie and Hot Wheels. Southwest Airlines said cancellations earlier this month cost it $75 million, and it said it's planning to cut back on flying to prevent a similar incident. The airline said it is over halfway to its goal of hiring 5,000 employees this year. The airline said it now expects its fourth quarter capacity to be down 8% from 2019. Greyhound Line, the U.S. bus company, has a new owner. German-owned intercity bus operator Flix Mobility agreed to buy Greyhound from First Group in a deal valued at a little bit more than $170 million. Mesa Air Group said it's planning to test home delivery of food and beverages via drones in Nevada by the end of the year. The four rotor electric drones fly autonomously, and the company expects them to be operated from restaurants, lowering deliveries in a 60-foot line to consumers' doorsteps before returning to base. Shares of PayPal Holdings fell about 6% Thursday, a sign that investors may have doubts about the company's potential purchase of Pinterest. Western Digital Corp's talks to merge with the Japanese chipmaker Kyosha Holdings in a $20 billion-plus deal have stalled. Kyosha is formerly part of Toshiba Corp and was known as Toshiba Memory. It was purchased in 2018 by a group led by the private equity firm Bain Capital. The Valkyrie Bitcoin Strategy ETF is set to come to market today, while the Vanek Bitcoin Strategy ETF appears likely to begin trading on Monday. 
They will join the ProShares Bitcoin Strategy ETF, which began trading this week. Houston's pension fund for its firefighters bought $25 million worth of Bitcoin and Ether for its defined benefit plans portfolio. And cryptocurrency exchange FTX reached a valuation of $25 billion in a new funding round that includes traditional finance companies such as Ontario Teachers Pension Plan and funds managed by BlackRock. Shares of Digital World Acquisition more than quadrupled in its first trading session following the deal announcement with Trump Media and Technology Group. And a group of crypto enthusiasts who go by the name Pleaser DAO bought convicted pharma bro Martin Schrelke's Wu-Tang album for $4 million. Schrelke is serving a seven-year sentence for security fraud. At 7 a.m., Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ futures are lower by about two-tenths of a percent. Crude oil is higher by seven-tenths of a percent at $83 a barrel. Gold is up seven-tenths of a percent at $17.93 an ounce. Bitcoin lower by 4%, around $63,000. And the yield on the U.S. 10-year Treasury is unchanged at 1.68%. At midday in Europe, stocks are higher by as much as 1%, while stocks in Asia close lower. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wall Street Breakfast. If you have comments, criticisms, or suggestions to make the program more relevant, please do so below. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. Have a great weekend. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best news and analysis on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. To subscribe to this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, Alpha Trader and the Cannabis Investing Podcast on those platforms as well.